This episode is brought to you by Portland Distro. If you love underground music and movies, go to portlanddistro.com for licensed shirts, vinyl, CDs, and more. Go to portlanddistro.com. Plug in the discount code MikeHill666 for 15% off at portlanddistro.com. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening to Everything Went Black. Uh, this week, I want to chronicle my first foray out into the world at large post-pandemic. A couple of weeks ago, um, there was Monster Mania, which typically takes place in New Jersey, but this year was out in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, a small town out in Pennsylvania. My good friend Drew Murphy, also bass player for Tombs, as well as Hammer Fight, and also of No Holds Barred, a uh, very, very excellent slam, metal, hardcore, thug band from South Jersey, uh, had a table out there as a vendor for Colossal Customs, which is his business, basically. And we talked about a bunch of stuff including his comic book work, uh, some band stuff, uh, stuff that his business does. But we spent the entire day out in the hot sun of the Pennsylvania Monster Mania. So so we were a little tired, but it was fun. We hung out in the hotel room, talked some shit, and this is what we did. It was all good fun. We had a great time. And I'm looking forward to more horror fests as... uh, the world starts to reawaken and we start to emerge into the post-pandemic society. So here we go. So we spent a nice day out here in, uh, was, what town is this in Pennsylvania? Phoenixville. What, what is it called? Phoenixville? Yeah, Phoenixville, Pennsylvania at Monster Mania 2021. Now, uh, this is the first time I've been to Monster Mania, but you guys, you guys have come down here just to hang, right, before? I've, um done my best to never miss it every time it comes around here and there where I've been on the road or whatever and I just had to miss it but yeah and I almost never actually go to the actual event and show up at the hotel around the time it ends and then everyone there's just you know 2,000 weirdos drinking uh-huh. and that's the fun part right it's a little different this year but um it's you know we'll see what the after party's like but we're gonna get the cross that that, that uh, border so we're in the we're in the hotel right now. Uh, you know, Drew, you got here last night. You set up your uh, your Colossal Customs uh, stand. You yes. set up there, and that's that's your your business basically. Yep. Yeah. So what do you what do you do with Colossal Customs? With, uh, screen printing and graphic design. That's that's what it says. Uh, you know, on my business card. Yeah. And this is the first time you had a table at this event, right? Yeah, I've been wanting to get a table at this event for years, but I didn't really have a reason to. And I've been working on this comic book, you know, forever. And what I was telling myself is, once this fucking thing's done, I'm going to go get a table at Monster Mania and sell it. And it worked out perfectly. Finished the thing a couple months ago, and here it is. Here I am. So that's a, a great and excellent way of segueing into your comic book. Yeah. So, I ain't here to 
pimp the print shop. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's all part of the, uh, you know, the pastiche that is, uh, you know, Drew Murphy, not just, uh, you know, a musician, bass player, frontman, and, and uh, hammer fight, bass player, and vocalist also in tombs. I've never heard of anyone talk about my pastiche before. You know, and... Uh, Pyrexia, like you've been in tons of bands, so I just filled in for Pyrexia. Yeah, but you know, you 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 fucking did the tour, man. So you know, that was great. Yeah, I will happily do it. Sean Kennedy, anytime you don't feel like going to work, I'll do your job. Yeah, unless I have something else to do, because uh, that was a lot of fun. I love the, the comic book. That's been what seven years in the making or something like that. Okay, it goes way, 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 way deeper. Than that. All right, so let's let's hear the story from the beginning. Man. Seven years is just like the sad reality of how long it took me actually, like I guess physically finish this thing right but it's basically the same I drew this pretty much the same comic same character idea when I was in junior high so that's when it started okay so I did that started as a doodle in my notebook and I actually drew the whole book and then I was like one day I'm gonna do this for real and publish it and I think when I was in high school there was a thing like uh, we had a like list of things that we need to do wanted to like buckle this shit before you're 30 right mine was published my comic book okay you missed that I was several fucking years late on that definitely missed that one yeah Yeah. but I did it you know so now I have to make another one because I said it would at the end of this one what also ends in a way where it actually you know lends itself to a continuation of the saga of the the character yeah uh I guess I'll say the, should say the name. Just say the name of the book. The comic book is called Fuzzy Stick Master Assassin. The gist of it is this guy. The comic book's black and white, but the cover you can see that he's covered in yellow fur. And he's thin. I guess that's why I called him Fuzzy Stick because I named him when I was thirteen. Uh, why fucking change it? Sure, you know, it works. And as I, you know, all that really changed about it is the story's a little. It's more adult. There's definitely some adult themes in it. There's some things that I, you know, like, that pop up in this that I didn't know existed when I uh, did the first draft when I was in junior high, like glory holes and methamphetamine. But, you know, those are just in passing. They're very minor things in the book. They're, um, they're uh, color. They're overtones to, yeah. the, to the basic and lot story. lizards. I don't think I heard that term before, but they got a feature in here. Uh, this isn't for kids. It's also not for adults. <laughs> you know, well, it's it's, it's definitely for, it's for uh, adults that are maybe uh, still living out their childhood a little bit. You know, like it's action packed. It's full of violence and swear words. Yeah. There's probably a boob or two. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. There's like a, a mafia sort of vibe in it. Kinda. Yeah. You know, which uh, probably speaks to our, our collective love of the Sopranos and gangster, you know, sort of culture. You know. I was raised by a bunch of Italians. I have no choice. Yeah. You know, and Layla yeah. also growing up in the Northeast, you know, in the Tri-State yeah. area. That definitely plays into it. Yeah, even if you're not a queen, you can't escape that shit. Permeated culture. Yeah. What um started you? What started your interest in comics? I mean, did you read comics as a kid? I liked and read com- I liked and collected comics more than I read them. So I guess you look back at how I actually treated them could have probably called me kind of a poser. Okay. But it started because the, I guess the first thing I ever liked to do was draw. Right. You know, I preceded music. as possible. Pencils are a lot cheaper. Guitars are easier to use for a kid. Sure. Then I got, you know, like most guys my age, 
became obsessed with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles around 1988-89. And I was lucky enough that uh, my mom found, like, the original black and white, like, East Midland comic yeah, book. She Miller. found a volume, like, I guess it was, like, what they would call it now a trade paperback with yep. the first, like, 15 issues or so of that. She bought it for me, not realizing that it was much darker than the cartoon. And she really, and she figured it out while she would read parts of it to me every night. But she didn't stop her from reading it, which was cool. And that comic, that whole thing, really set the tone for just the style of this book. Like, the black and white, like, the cross-hatching and, yeah, like, the way... Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that's why I did it that way. That shit was just so cool to me. Yeah, it's funny, like, I, I actually, when I, I read the, that original um, run, just to be version of the Teen Turtles, and uh, it's funny because it wasn't, like, something I originally, originally when I first saw it on the shelves, I was like, oh, looks like, I don't know about that, but, but I was, like, around the time that came out, I was into kind of, like, you know, the direct kind of underground comics and stuff, and then people kept referring that, that I should check it out, and when I did finally check it out, like probably around you know 89, 88, that to that era, I really dug it, man. The store is super dark and not even even if you are a fan now, you know they made movies and things like that. The, the original comics were like way different, I thought. They're just way more badass. And me is like I was a seven or eight, and I was the only fucking kid at school that knew that they all originally had red bandanas. Yeah, yeah. So I was fucking way cooler than all that as far as I was concerned, you know, my seven year old mind. Because I guess no one, kids even knew that existed, you know? And it was a whole extra level of badass, you know, compared to what you know, the cartoon was, which I still love. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. it's not. Did you get into any other, like, underground comics? Or, like, you know, because it seems that, like, just based on the st- your style, basically, you know, when I've been watching, looking at, re- I read the first issue. Our mutual friend, Matt Maduro's fucking nailed it fucking on the head when I got... Uh, I actually sent him a PDF of the comic to just like like give like check this out. Make sure you didn't make any like egregious like you know grammatical errors or press yeah, the press. Okay. And he came back and was like, "It reminds me of Scud the Disposable Assassin." It's like, oh. yeah, yeah, you fucking nailed that right in the head, guy. Because I was you know thought that was the coolest shit in the world when I first started sketching this thing back in like '97 or whenever I was in Chicago. So that was one. Uh, Milk and cheese. You remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Milk and cheese. Milk and cheese. I drew an envelope art thing for Wizard, the guide to comics. You remember that magazine? Yeah, definitely. Is that, I don't even think that exists anymore. It does not. It hasn't in a while. Yeah. Most magazines don't. Yeah, that's shot. Yeah. But I did an envelope art thing. They had that in the beginning of their issue. And I drew milk and cheese killing Batman with broken beer bottles and Robin with like holding broken bottles, Batman in the corner. And Evan Dorkin, the guy who writes milk and cheese, sent me a letter saying thanks for this is you know it was cool and he sent me like some milk and cheese trading cards which I lost but I still have the letter you know and I was that was really cool yeah. I was probably 12 when that happened fuck yeah. yeah man yeah that was dope and uh all I wanted to do back then was just draw pictures and then I was already into heavy metal but I didn't play music yeah like most of us yeah. you know like we listen to the bands first and then we decide oh maybe yeah. I want to try to do this you know and then I got my first bass, and it's like, now I just want to play music and draw pictures, and that has never changed since then. Now, what, how about the writing side of it? Because you do the whole thing. Like, you do the whole comic book, right? Yeah. You know, like, I mean, you're writing it, you're drawing it, you're, are you doing the lettering and stuff, too, and all that? 
Yeah, but I'm typing it. But it's a font that I made with my own. You know, I drew it, and then you know. That's fucking cool, man. Yeah. So you came up with the font too, right? Yeah, I mean, I because I wanted to type it because my lettering has always been like my weakest thing. Yeah. And but I didn't want to just use some stock font, so I just did a quick Google search how to make my own font, and so I did it. So just I printed out some sheet and I drew all the letters in. And then uploaded it, and here's my font called Dictate Supreme. <laughs> so other people could use it now? Uh, no, no. It's, I haven't uploaded it to anywhere where it can be downloaded. You should upload it, it so it, other people can use it. If anyone's Supreme. interested, contact Mike Hill somehow. And <laughs> yeah, contact me, yeah. 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 Well, I don't know, contact the podcast. I'm not giving. Uh, contact Uncle Zippo. I'm going to give you the phone. Uncle Zippo Press at gmail.com. <laughs> I'll send you Dictate Supreme font. Or, uh, why don't you just give me a phone number, man? People can call you. That's why I have to stop giving out my business card because it's got my cell phone number. Right. Right. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a bad move, probably. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be a fatal, a fatal mistake. <laughs> yeah. As much as I love comics and I've been reading it my whole life, I have no fucking idea how you how one goes about producing a comic book. So like, what's how do you do that, man? I, I mean, this is like more for my information than for the listeners too. It's like I've been reading comics since I was uh, like five, since I can read. And I still read comics regularly, maybe just as trades, not so much as single issues anymore. But I have no idea how you even make a comic book. So what's how, how's it, what's the process like? Like, okay, well, um, I guess if you want to... For you, you know, maybe just for you, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not a pro in the industry. I'm just yeah. some shithead that fucking drew a bunch of pictures yeah. and then sent it off for someone to print it. But I guess you could think of it like making a record. Okay. Like, the way I did this, and I would imagine most people like got to plot it out that's your pre-production you know so you got to sketch out the story and I guess the pacing of like I guess it's almost a shitty storyboard even though a comic book is basically just a storyboard that's what I did I had a notebook at my job and I just like sketched the whole thing out and then I saved it and years later I went used it as a map (laughs) to go back and draw it out so then I just sketched it then I inked it and then I did shading and then the words yeah, I started the. If you really want to analyze this book, you can tell that I didn't draw it in sequence, and it took a long time. And I started using different techniques and technologies to finish it. So I first started doing it was all on paper or the comic book art boards, uh-huh. which are eleven by seventeen, you know, boards. Uh, and I would, you know, pencil it on. I used like blue pencils that don't, you know, photocopy. Right. And then I ink over it. And by the time I finish it, I'm drawing it on a computer. So it's like fucking at least 10 pages that were never drawn on paper in this thing. And then I have the rest of it in a portfolio somewhere that are, you know, the pages are probably yellow by now. Yeah, that's how I did it. So then when you, you assemble this whole thing, and how, how, I mean, how do you, what's, what's the format? Like you send like a PDF to a printer or something like that? Yeah, basically. I mean, I don't know, I don't remember exactly what file format this place asked for. Well, uh, basically, basically, yeah. yeah. You yeah. send a file to a printer and they just make the book, right? Pretty much, yeah. These file, they'll give you their, uh, you know, guidelines. You know, this file format, sequence it this way. Send it, we'll do it. And it just so happens that just by sheer dumb luck, the place I said the print was one of the first ones I found by Googling comic book printing. Right. And they just so happened to be located in the town I was fucking born in, in Michigan. First place I picked, shot in the dark. Wow, synchronicity. Yeah, and then I told my dad that, and he knew what place it was, and he hasn't lived, been there in 35 years. Jesus, man. Yeah. So, yeah. There's that. And now I have to do a second issue, because I put in the back page of this, 
they drew a cover for an issue two because <laughs> it was so funny to me and now I have to do it and that's the only reason I even put it in the book because it made me laugh because I just wanted to get this out of my system it didn't matter if I did this I, you know it was a lot of work I've, I, a lot of things I'm trying to do yeah business many bands and there's this is here's another fucking thing right uh, but when I drew the cover of issue two where it says beware the wrath of asshole face I can't not do the story now you know I mean you know people are out there waiting for the second <laughs> issue oh yeah they're chopping a bit <laughs> dude I mean I enjoyed it I'm like oh shit I want to read another one of these <laughs> when you asked me for anyone listening this first came up doing this was we filmed the live uh, I guess a live set thing uh-huh. for tubes you know COVID concert yeah and I had just gotten the book and I was giving it to the guys there and you asked me if I wanted to do the podcast. I was like, fuck yeah. And I didn't hear him from like, about it for weeks. I'm like, he read it. Now he doesn't want to do it. No, that's not, no, 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 no. It's like more like, more, absolutely not, man. If I asked you to do it, I wanted to do it and it's like, you know, I, I don't give a fuck. It's like, I, it was more of a logistical thing. It's like, you know, we go to practice together, and then we all leave. It's like, yeah. once I hang around, like, longer than that. I honestly think that's what you were thinking, but I was like, wouldn't it be funny no, if you read it, and I was just going to pretend he never said that? I'm just like, <laughs> what are you talking about, podcasts? I don't know, what do you mean? I never said that. this thing is, I put a lot of work into this, and it is fucking stupid, but I, in my favorite way, you know? No, it's, it's a good... It's a it's a good funny story and it's definitely got its place in the in the overarching world of, of underground comics. You There's know what I mean? Way dumber stuff out there that people love. Dude, it, I mean, you know, it, it's fun. It's well drawn. I mean, dude, I, I gotta be honest with you. When I first met you, I had no idea you even knew how to draw. I just thought you were just some guy. You know, I'm still just some guy. No, but I had no idea like the depth of your talent is what I'm trying to say. Oh, thanks, you man. Know, you know, like don't don't get don't get too excited about. <laughs> no, but it's like, <laughs> no, it's like I, I've seen stuff that you've been working on, and like I'm just like, you know, cause you know, like when I first met you at Ninja's wedding, actually, yeah, yeah, I was just like, yeah, this guy seems cool, you know, just another guy out there. I know he played in the band, you know, he played bass. I know that he was in Hammer Fight, and Hammer Fight's sick. And then like when you joined Tombs and we started spending more time together, I started seeing like actually what the whole like bandwidth of your talents are and I was like oh of course this guy did a comic book because he's like he does such incredible work as an artist and uh, I, you know it's the, the designs the t-shirt stuff you do is, is like it's, it's great and um, it made sense to me that you ended up doing a comic book and uh, you know you d- definitely should I mean I'm hoping issue number two comes out you know it's gonna come out I'm gonna do everything I'm gonna get it out this calendar year and I was actually talking to a friend I'm not going to drag his name into anything yet until we actually do it. Right. But it's a guy, a professional comic guy I've been friends with for you know, a long time. And I was like, and I was told by our, a mutual friend of ours, was like, I need someone to just plot, basically do the pre-production, like the sketch thing for me. Right. That's my weakest, slowest part is just laying it out. How do I want this to look? Because once this idea is there, I can like, you know, ink it out quick yeah. as fuck. That's my favorite part anyway. Right. You know? Um, but it's getting all the pieces together, assembled, like, I fucking suck at that. That's what took me so long this. And plus, you know, never mind everything else in life. Right. Know, story. So this guy, just apparently he's the shit at it, and I talked to him, I said, need it. will you do this? And, you know, I was like, I'll pay you, whatever, you know, let me know what you need from me. And he's like, fuck yeah. I was like, all right, cool. 
So I'll hash that out with him once uh, I just need to finish writing. Yeah. Which basically know that plot. And this is gonna, you know, involves a villain named Asshole Face. This one goes a little deeper. There's some fucking more conspiracy shit. Like, I'm having a lot of fun with this. This is already plotted out in my head. This well, one's probably going to be like, this one's like, the first one was 30 pages. This one might be like 40 or 50. It doesn't fucking matter. Well, you uh, should make it issue two and three then, man. I'm totally, listen, this is, I, there's no um, plan for an end or whatever. Yeah. It's just like every band I'm in, like, if I have something to do, I'll do it. You know? basically been inactive forever, but I'm not done. We talk to the guys all the time. It's like, we have to do this. Because I want to do this. And everyone's like, yeah, we want to do it. So, yeah, let's just go do it. So, it'll be like this with this comic. If I do, like, fucking ten issues a year, or if I don't do one for five, if I feel like doing it, I'll do it. Well, that's in line with the whole underground comics, like, vibe, too. It's like back, I mean, I don't know if you ever fucked around with, like, the old OG shit, like Death Rattle and all that kind of stuff from, like, the, you know, the 70s. Yeah. They would put out, like, an issue, like, once a year, or there would be, like... They put out like three issues one year, then not do anything for two years. Yeah, so they're probably not making any fucking money off. Yeah, they, it's they all want, they doing because they want to do it. And you got to do it when you can. Yeah, you know, and it's like that. That was kind of the vibe. So it's just like in that same, you know, mindset. Maybe like your this forty-page epic that you have in your mind is like issue two and three. I know exactly what it is, and it's even dumber than the first issue. Yeah, well, there's great. <laughs> You know, and just you know, the conspiracy theory stuff. Like, I'm down with that shit. I like I mean, something with the, uh, the underground base of Dolce New Mexico might pop up in this one. Even better, you know. And it's like, I know conspiracy theories have that that had, that culture has been tainted in the last. I used to love it so much. Everyone's fucking ruined it. Yeah, the the, the right wing people have ruined conspiracy yeah, theories. They're taking it way too seriously. Well, they, they, it's usually just be my entertainment with a, maybe a hint of truth here and there. Fuck yeah. Now people are trying to ruin the goddamn world with it. In the 90s, I was big into reading about all that stuff, you know, and then there were certain ones like I would be like, hmm, like the Kennedy assassination. Some like, things have like some that. fucking weight to them. Yeah, you know. And Other like, things are absolute, total dog shit from the jump, and you can tell. Well, yeah, totally. Like I mean, QAnon, I was like, oh, this is rad, this is so fun. So ridiculous, right? There's no way anyone can believe this shit. Yeah, Pizzagate. Jesus know? Christ, I was fucking wrong as shit about that. <laughs> Well, that, and that's what I mean. So, like, to be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm into conspiracy theories. Like, oh, you believe in the flat earth or, like, yeah, the QAnon? No, you know, those are like, fucking retards. I don't care if they fucking stop listening to anything we do. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have said retard, but I don't care. I don't give a shit. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> no one cares. I don't. The earth's not flat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's, like, um, you know, it ruined it for me. You know, so another reason to fuck. They politicized it. Yeah. Like, the goddamn pandemic. Why is this a political issue? <laughs> like, yeah. fuck. Yeah, politics well, ruined fun shit. Today, today actually, well, before we talk about today, so to purchase a copy of issue number one of uh, the comic book, Fuzzy Stick Fuzzy Master St- Assassin. That's it. I, I, I was like Fuzzy Stick Master Assassin. Where where can you where can you buy this? Like, give us give us like a, a URL or someplace you can pick it up. UncleZippo.com. Great. Now that's that's the store that you can pick all that stuff up. UncleZippo.com is, I guess, essentially what you could call my record label for my nonsensical, insane visual art. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, all right. Today, I noticed that you also had a, a series of books, a bunch of different <laughs> books for sale too. I didn't write all those. A guy named Buck Huckle wrote some of those. Uh, you didn't look at co- what? Is that, who is that? Who's I don't, he's, I don't know. Some guy. I think he wears a cowboy hat. Dude. Uh, who is Buck? Who is it? Buck Huckle? Yeah. Who is that? 
who, who's Buck Huggle? Is that like your, your, your nom de plume or something like that? Like you're... Wait, you speak fucking French to me now? <laughs> Wait, Montreal? <laughs> nah, you know, you know, I like to speak French from time to time. That's what you guys do when I leave. Uh, Alright, so these books. Fuck the book. Yeah. What's the story with that, man? Because like, apparently you it's want It's not me really to, a narrative. It's more of like a prose. Or apparently you want me to narrate. You want me to read that for a, an audio book. God damn it, they're in the car. I'd have you do it right now. <laughs> well, fucking, I'm down, bro. I told you I would do it. I uh, would yell at oh, Chris. Uh, she's not there anymore. Does that make easier? Uh, yeah, we'll do that. Um, but what, I, I, like, I looked through a couple of them. I like, thumbed through it today. Listen, one day I found out any asshole can upload, can publish books on Amazon. So I was like, I had nothing to do. Around Christmas time, the print bit shop was still building, and we, you know, so we had some downtime. I took full advantage of the fact that any asshole can publish can be a published author now. Yeah. I published several stupid fucking books that you can go buy online, and some of them I didn't attach my real name to because I have a job. But that uh, you know, real people, you know, like people that might not like this patronize, you know. Wow. Okay. All right. So, so is it? It's like, uh, you know, his name is like. No, wait, Buck Huckle's a different person. He's not me, I'm sorry. That's like, uh, what, is this like some hard-hitting, like, gotcha journalism shit you're doing? This is me and you talking. Alright, so this stuff's all, you can put, done. You know, you have them for sale. Those ones you can get on Amazon. You can all, you can get them on Amazon, can you also get them on Amazon? You can get them on UncleZipper.com, all those. Okay. One of my favorite things on UncleZipper.com is calling it a weekly-ish comic strip. I'm a little behind on it. I got a couple issues almost uh, episodes almost done. It's uh, all the heavy metal fans should really appreciate this one. It's like, someone should have done this. I'm totally honest. With you. It's called Mr. Ben. Okay. It's just short comic strips following the exploits of you know, how past middle aged whatever seemingly friendly death metal from you know? Okay. He bears a striking resemblance to a guy that, that you know, who also fans. has the last name Benton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was a fucking coincidence, right? But I've never this guy in the comic book. He only wears polo shirts and doesn't have tattoos. Okay. He does have a cross, inverted cross, burned <laughs> into his forehead. But that's a crystal. Uh, we haven't touched base on why that that's there. We've only done three issues so far. Episodes, I'm calling them, because it's just a comic strip, not really a book. You know. But uh, the next one's almost done, and uh, this one, Mr. Benton goes to the airport. Conceivably, that could be collected into some kind of, like... It know. will be. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's the beauty of it. That's another... This happened, I've been wanting to do, like, something regular for fucking decades, but I didn't have an idea, and, like, I'm, it's hard to keep on track with that. One day, I was grocery shopping. I was at ShopRite in Galloway, New Jersey. Yeah. Hey, guys. What's you can come in and sit down. Just don't make a lot of fucking noise. Sorry, shitheads are in here in the hotel room. One day it dawned on me. And I was like, oh my god, Mr. Benton. I immediately called our mutual friend Matt Medeiros. And I was like, I have an idea. You're going to love this. I need a writing partner for something. Here's, the, here's my idea. I had five scripts the next day from him. It was brilliant. It was perfect. Exactly what I wanted to do. And uh, I, he, I had... I, he is I think he had like 10 or 15 that he's sent me so far that I'm way behind on drawing. But it's good, because uh, now I have shit to do. Not that for shit. That's the hard part. Bad or not. I'll draw. Like, That's fucking awesome, bro. I was going to say, hopefully I won't get sued. But if I do, all it's going to lose me. That's not funny. 
right out, man. Well, uh, we're going to go party with you, Corbo. No, I'm not going to hang out with Mrs. Swanson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that's what happened notable last night. Before that's you, where you were getting that's at. That's what I was getting at, dude. Wait, just go for the story, man. Tell, tell me about it. Okay. Last night. See, I was trying to be subtle and say, you know, I was going to hang out with Adrian Barbeau. Oh, you said that didn't happen today. That was last night. Well, you know what, man? It's one more. Yeah, that was the time. It feels like a hot cup. So, last night, me and my partner first were checking out. We get to the little garden. Wait in line. There's a couple in front of us. I noticed the one lady in front of us is getting some lint from the concierge or whatever. This lady ain't having shit. I go to the bathroom, come back, she's finishing up, and Chris is like, Go that lady was? I'm like, no. She's like, Adrian Barbeau. I'm like, why don't I know that name? She's the headliner of Monster Mania right now. I'm like, oh, she was Swamp Thing and like Skate New York. She's right in front of us. Yeah, she's in the hotel. She might even be on this floor. She could be in the next room over. Probably not though. She's probably in the top floor with the expensive room. We're kind of we're in the we're in the hotel of the celebrities. Chris, who was the guy who ate breakfast next to you today? Uh, Tom Atkins. He ate breakfast next to me. He was just like putzing around out there, like talking to weird people. I don't can hear him over there, but he was putzing. He's probably doing that. His microphone's very correctional. Yeah. CSM7B. It's my favorite But the uh, Tom Atkins is like one of my favorite like, guys. He's in this building right now, Mike. Somewhere here. He's in here. He's sleeping here. Somewhere in this place. I'll, I'll give Mr. Atkins the rest. The, uh, I watched the Tom Atkins movie last night, man. Uh, Maniac Cop. Adrian Barbeau, though, she's like been in mad films. Yeah. I'm always a big fan of hers. I love uh, The Fog. <laughs> is one of my favorite films. Tom Atkins. First of all, that's the way she got it. Uh, was like, I'm going to call my dad. I was just like, what is that? Oh, He's like, I need to call my dad. Like, hey, dad. You know who Adrian Barbeau is? Like, guess who's lying behind the hotel Maybe I'll call him next and do that. I'll have like five more beers and we'll start. But uh, you know what's funny about Tom Atkins, though, is that dude looks like the same age he did for the last four years. That guy's been 50 years old for 40 years. Yeah, totally. He looks the same. Yeah. He's like, I don't know. Chris, how do you look up close? Wow, as long as you get close to people and fall apart. You can still just be any man wandering around a fucking hotel lobby. Like, <laughs> it took me a while to realize who he was. Like, like for this one time. I was like, oh, yeah, that, that's that guy. This one time, like, my parents got divorced when I was nine. My dad stayed in Detroit. Yeah, my dad didn't shit that way. Uh, uh, New Jersey with my mom and my brother. Yeah. And so we used to fly it's back and forth to Detroit like, most of the months. And my dad would be kind of spirit airlines and I'd see him switch flights and she'd do our flight. One time, this is at when. I guess what my age would consider when Saturday night was awesome. Uh, they take me and my brother, oncoming uh, miners, up to the get on the plane first. And we go up to the front of the jetway and I look up there. There's fucking Norm McDonald right there. He's oh, getting on the plane in front of us. And my only thought was, Jesus fucking Christ, this guy looks so much older in person. And this was in like 1995. So uh, that's why I was saying, what do you look like in person? But you know, he but he always even like in, in uh, when the fog came out. Yeah, you know, man, he looked like just an old dude. Yeah, he looked like an old dude in the eighties. He looks he's probably yeah. older than I thought I would guess he was if I had to guess. Versus the bikeless yeah guests. Shadow. Shadow. To help him help everything's down. But the uh, 
he's one of those actors that are like Gene Hackman. Just they look the same age forever. And uh, I haven't seen a recent photo of Gene Hackman. I mean, he might have fallen off. But I, my favorite role with Tom Atkins is in Five, where he picks up Jamie Lee Curtis, who's a type of And he gets him to be drinking a beer while he's driving in the middle of the night on some road in the middle of nowhere. And it's like a blackout. <laughs> picks up Jamie Lee Curtis, right? This young girl. <laughs> he's like, she's like, are you weird? And he's like, Yes, I am. <laughs> and the next scene, they're dead. And like, that's a fucking smooth out. That's what I'm saying, bro. It's like, All you gotta do is be a little rude yeah. and very confident. You're and then in, you're in. There, there was an interview there where he's like apparently recognized everywhere, but not necessarily being active. People, he's played a cop so many times. He's got cop face. He has a cop face, right? So many people that are actually like, you know, retired police officers or whatever recognize him as a cop and they're like, where do I know you from? And they think he's actually a cop. They want to do. God has bad things. And then hopefully, he's like, yeah, yeah. Like, dude, do you remember me in the academy? We were in the academy. No, you don't remember me? He's like, hot oh, dude, I think yeah. I do. Is he a Steve Cooper? No, he pistol whipped a bunch of three Steve. <laughs> 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 before the body cavalry. <laughs> <laughs> before the body cavalry. <laughs> Well, yeah, so that's, um, yeah, Tom Atkins always been a good fan. It's one of those, like, actors. I don't know, I get excited about shit like this. Yeah, like, that's why I love this event. It's the first time it's been outside. That's just because it's a COVID makeup popping thing. Yeah. But every time it's... Cast of characters, they, like, what were you talking about earlier? Like, the, for the average person that's not into this shit, like, they wouldn't necessarily think of the Oscars being, I guess, like, Nasty Boys, Charlie Benante, and like guys from The Sopranos. And most people would be like, this doesn't make sense, but everyone's at this thing, like, yeah, but all this shit, you know? Yeah. It makes perfect sense to the people in attendance. And uh, that's why I love it, because it covers everything. Tomasa Me is not just horror, it's just everything I think is fucking cool. Well, in, yeah. in general, I, find, I feel like horror is kind of like overarching. Like, you find out, like, you have, like horror is like broad. Yeah. Some people that like horror movies, horror culture, or I guess horror culture, it's like metal. Or like, it's wide reaching. It's yeah. not just like gore or whatever. Yeah, you know, I put pro wrestling in there. Like, there's like a theatrical element of that that appeals to people. Comic like books in general, trying to see if you fall under the umbrella. Comic books, yeah. yeah. You know, any, any kind of like uh, genre. I guess like, yeah, genre, genre. Like genre fiction, or like genre films or whatever, you know. Yeah. Like, a lot of times they'll, they'll refer to like exploitation genre of films. You know? This isn't every film that can fall into a genre. Right, but you know, but when they say I mean, genre films, I think they're almost saying it in this kind of like, uh, like a denigrating way where yeah. it's like, oh, you're making genre films, you're not making serious work. But it's like, so I, so, like that well, they're jerk-offs. Yeah. So, it's funny, I was listening to an interview with Eli Roth, he gets, um, you know, I mean, shit for making, like, yeah, totally. Yeah, for making genre movies, and he, he like flipped it on somebody. He's like, Oh, you fucking art film in 20 years, no one's gonna fucking remember it. But people remember Thriller Killer from 1977. Yep, so it's like, Who wins? Yeah, he won that argument exactly. Yeah. Like, no one, you know, everyone's gonna remember The Exorcist, they're not gonna remember like you shooting like art house film that five people watched. And no, that's a really good argument. I never thought of that. Totally. And you can say the same about music, man. It's like, you're fucking crappy, like, indie 
rock band. We were always around with Kiss and Slayer and shit like that. Counting Corps. And you remind me of Counting Corps. And you remind my mother of something. Years ago, she got me the Cannibal Corpse, 15 year killings from boxing. Yeah. My mom's booking me. Why is everything they do this? Why is it all about violence and murder and blah blah blah? <laughs> I'm gonna play you some of my music. I'm like, alright, fine. Let me send me your music. So she proceeds to play me Down by the River by Neil Young, which is a song about a man who murders his girlfriend because <laughs> she cheated on him. Yeah. At least Cannibal Corpse is clearly fucking not realistic. It's cartoonish horror movie violence. Yeah, the story. And I threw that, that and I, I, when I pointed out there what this song was about, she was like, fuck! And it was, uh, I, that moment was hilarious. I mean, that, yeah. Because her music was about murder, too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hell, man, I'm going to try to find Andrew Barbo. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm going to get Chris Swanson. Enjoy the rest of the night. Maybe Tom Atkins. Chris, you go get Tom Atkins. <laughs> Let's <laughs> go get Tom Atkins. Yeah. Jeremy, Pinhead's here. Yeah. Doug Bradley, man. That's right. Yeah. We've got Doug Bradley. Doug Bradley. It's one of my Hellraiser ones. He's here, too. I yeah. saw that. Yeah. He, was, he was allegedly... He was there was some chip that was like... He was, he was on the list. Like Murder Victim 3. <laughs> <laughs> Murder Victim 3. I played Murder Victim 3. Yeah. Yeah. One, one time in 1973. I've been trying to actually watch all of the, the Friday the 13th after like the fourth one, trying to work them. Because I have, I ended up buying them all and have them on like, you know, my tools. But you get them as like one package. Oh, yeah, so you don't like the ones after number four? So you don't like the ones after number four? No, I, didn't, I haven't seen them. Oh, ever? Like no, them? no, I've always seen up to four. Oh, wow. Yeah. They look like the best ones. That's what everyone's. There's an argument Kane out there. Cotter becomes Jason. Yeah. Right. yeah. He starts breathing and it makes Jason really breathe. That's the great thing about Moss Man. That was I've, I've had probably like nine or ten beers with Kane Hodder at the fucking Crap Possible Double Four. I didn't fucking realize it. <laughs> Just because he's always there. Yeah. Yeah. He's a very nice man. There's been like uh, this, this like argument going on there that Friday 13 as as a, a, a series. It's got ridiculous. It's better than. It's that's what I really found what it became and what it is. Before that, because you know. I guess the first one, there was no Jason. There was a mother. Jason didn't have a, you know. Yeah, the second one. second one is like a hyperactive really, hillbilly with a one-eyed, like, yeah. sock mask. Yeah. Like, still running and shit all frantic. That character and, wasn't fully fleshed out until yeah. about four. Okay. You know? Yeah. I don't remember three. But, like, yeah. the, the argument is, like, between that and Halloween. And Halloween, like, the, the oh, story. Halloween lost the plot. Lost it. Yeah. And, and, and uh, Friday the 13th, like, how better it was. Yeah, yeah. Jason was always a monster of some sort. He was just a guy in the first Halloween. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just it's called the shape. It's just the Reddit. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, just a fucking mental patient. But like, front, my, uh, Halloween one and two though are fucking some of my two of my all-time favorite horror films. Really? Yeah. 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 Good they story. fell off. You don't know. Just all you know is he got shot and he's gone. No, they yeah. fell off right, because they were chasing the genre of success of Freddy and Jason. Right. But they like, didn't want. John Carpenter didn't want to do those, those movies. No, he that's why he pieced that out. Man. Pieced out yeah. He pieced out, and then other people were just trying to capitalize on this thing that kind of fits into this box. So let's just do whatever's popular, and that's when things start being watered down. It's shitty. That's what that with any media, music, anything. Pornography. Yeah. yeah. Too many fucking, when everything is about fucking your stepsister, then yeah. nothing's about fucking your stepsister. Why do you want to fuck the stepsister? When incest porn becomes so cool? What is the fuck? <laughs> I don't get it. 
I think it was before that. Yeah, I feel like it's been going on longer than that. Game of Thrones has been on for a long time. Game of Thrones has been going on for a long time. Alright, we came here to talk about Cowboys. I'm talking about Cowboys. It's alright. Halloween did go because Donald Trump. You know, those bugs are coming out that you're talking about. They're probably. There's like a. Oh, that's the same spider that was there last night. Yeah. Yeah, alright, he's keeping us safe in the rest of the place. This place is with spiders. They only live for like two weeks or something, so he probably lives right there. We're gonna have a hell of a time editing this one. I'll edit it. So, awesome. What do you think of that? This is like real life. Good. Good. Big, like, you know, it's not a very produced show that Yeah, I know. I just, you know, I don't know. I'm not I'm not there with you to be on the show. So I don't know, no, like, what kind of bullshit's going on in the room. Like, trying to get like, all right, get rid of that crap. Well, mostly, it. mostly, you know, for the last year or so, um, I was doing the other Metal Matters podcasts, and that was just a different, completely different thing. And, and all of the, everything went blacks. I've been just by myself. And, and since I left Metal Matters, I've been just doing this again. It's, you know, oh, we didn't even mention that I designed those logos for you. Like, a couple podcasts. That's right. Yeah. You can see your work. I did that. Yeah, oh, so. yeah, but, uh, but yeah, so I mean, this is like a uh, you know, freestyle kind of thing. Yeah, that's, uh, well, we're going to go and uh, try to find some horror-type horror people to hang out with. 